Thank you for joining me at our Mirrors Reflections with Andrea Jackson. I'm so excited to be having you guys join me again for another week's podcast. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can follow me at Andrea P. Jackson underscore. And to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Andrea P. Jackson underscore. And to follow me at my website, it's andreapjackson.com. This week's topic, I would love to discuss mother and daughter relationships. And the reason why I wanted to discuss this this week was because I have a daughter and I have a daughter who's 22 years of age. And you've heard me talk about her on a few of my podcasts previously. It's not easy being a parent, and it's definitely not easy being a parent to a daughter. Girls are such a beautiful joy to raise. I I remember raising my daughter from the time she was born. I think about her cheeks and her smell on her neck, and I just think about her cooing, and I think about every stage that my daughter has gone through has been amazing. And then I think about, you know, when she started to hit double digits and pre-teens and then teens on it, it started to become difficult. And I know a lot of moms are have dealt with or are dealing with how hard it is raising daughters and communicating with them, deciding, do you want to be friends with your daughter or do you want to be their parent? Do you want to be their mom? And it's a very fine line with making a choice to be your daughter's friend or to be their mother. And I've always thought that it was best for me to be Brianna's mother and not her friend. Not that I can't communicate with her or that we can't talk about everything, but it's very important that she always knew that I was her mother first and not her friend. And the reason for that, because there are boundaries And I think it's very important for our children to know that there are boundaries. And it doesn't mean that they can't talk to us about everything, but that there's boundaries for respect reasons. If our children are not aware of the boundaries, it's very easy for our kids to lose respect. And that's why it was very important for me to set that line in the sand for my daughter. I find a lot of my friends who still have children in that age group of 12 to 17 uh, is still struggling with that, setting boundaries, knowing where to draw the line, knowing where, you know, putting out too much information is too much or too soon. It's not easy. And I think really there is not one set answer for each child because each child is different. You just have to really know your daughter. You have to know the space that they're in. You have to know what they are going through at that time. You have to know the type of friends that they are around. And you have to know what is it that they're exactly dealing with. Are they dealing with peer pressure with boys? Are they dealing with peer pressure with friends? Are they dealing with an identity crisis with themselves? Are they dealing with a status crisis with themselves? You know, are they dealing with a situation where they're dealing with, I don't know, my sexuality? There's so many different things that our children are facing today that I feel, being a 1976 baby, that I, I wasn't facing. You know, I really do feel like today's children are dealing with so much pressure, and I really do feel bad for them. When I look at my daughter growing up, although I did have things that I was dealing with that I know that my child did not have to deal with that I'm grateful for, I still feel that there's things that Brie had to deal with that I didn't have to deal with. I mean, she was going to an institution that had a lot of pressure on her, not just academically, but socially. 
did she fit in socially of being a very few girl of colors that was going to her school, a girl that did not have the financial background that a lot of her friends had, a girl that, you know, did not grow up in the environment that a lot of her friends grew up in on the Upper East Side. That's a lot of pressure on one person and then still having to deliver academically, you know, and then still dealing with her own things of puberty and and changes and things that girls go through and young boys go through. That's a lot to deal with for a young person. And to be honest with you, I had struggled with it as an adult and as a mother. So if I was struggling, I could only imagine uh, what Brie was going through. But I will tell you the things that I did that I found that worked for us. Uh, The moment that I found that there were some issues, I sat down with my daughter, mother to daughter, and I said, first, I want to hear what you are going through and how you are feeling. And once we did that and we had a heart to heart, I then asked her, what do you think we can do to resolve some of these issues? Because some of the issues we know we can't control because we can't control what other people are doing or how they handle their lives, but we can control how we handle our lives and how we react to things. And I think opening up the line of communication with our children and holding ourselves as well as our children accountable on what we can do is very important. It shows that we're working as a team It shows that we're working to solve, we're working to look towards a resolution, even if we don't find a resolution to everything. It's showing our children that we're invested, it's showing our children that we care. I think reacting in a negative way is not good. It's not productive for our children. I found myself when I was able to resolve things in a peaceful manner, it was more productive to my daughter than reacting in a negative way and even agreeing with her because it built more anxiety. And what we are trying to do for our children is to diffuse the situation and not add to it. Our kids are very smart and our kids are very resilient, just like we were. Although maybe we didn't have the same exposure that they are exposed to, I feel that you know, they're just as woke as we were, if not more, because of social media and because of the world today. They just have more access. We really need to open up the lines of communication. And I feel that by doing that is by being authentic, you know, by being authentic about our own lives with our kids. I think the best experience is our experience. Sharing things that we have gone through in school sharing things that we've gone through with our friends and how we have handled it really shows our children that they're not going through this for the first time, that we've actually been there. Maybe the environment may be new. Maybe going to private school may be new. But the journey of life in itself is not new because we have been exposed, you see. And I think sharing that with our children is very important. You know. I grew up always loving 
being a dark-skinned girl because that's what my mom and my dad and my siblings always promoted is that how being a chocolate girl is so beautiful, although I grew up with a mom that was fair-skinned, a sister that was fair-skinned. You know, I, I, I just always heard it. So I never grew up with a complex about being chocolate and being dark. I always thought that that was a thing to be. I never grew up with a complex about having big, thick, curly hair because my mom and my sisters always told me how beautiful it was. I did end up having one in high school because everyone always said, your hair is so big, your nose is so big. And it's amazing how these things can grow on to you from other people, but not because it started off at home. So you can have a sense of self and you can love yourself, but people still can project onto you about how they feel about themselves onto you. It, it, it's, it's unfortunately, it's the nature of the beast. And you can be really a strong person and still could be broken down into thinking something that's really not true about yourself just because we're all imperfect, right? And we all have insecurities at the end of the day. And if you don't, it can become an insecurity just because if you're hearing it enough or people are beating you down enough with it, it becomes an insecurity even if it initially wasn't that way. I really think talking to our children authentically, telling them our own insecurities that we went through, telling them to write out their feelings, journal about their feelings, preaching to them that it is okay to see a psychologist. It is okay to see a psychiatrist. I grew up in a time where talking about our problems was like a no-no. I grew up in an environment that what happens in this house stays in this house. I think those are all negative things to teach our children. I think our children need to know if there's something going on in the home that's not so good and they need to get it out, that it's okay to go and tell someone about it. Because if we're teaching our kids to keep things locked up inside, they're going to grow up and be adults that are dysfunctional and it's not healthy. We have to be able to teach our kids that it's okay to voice your opinion. It's okay to say how you're feeling. Of course, in a respectful manner, in a respectful way, but you should be able to voice how you feel. You should be able to say how you feel. You should be able to say if something is happening to you that you feel is not right. You should be able to do that. And I just feel like the time that I grew up in, that, that wasn't okay. And that's why when I decided to have children, that I wanted my children to voice how they feel. I wanted them to be as expressive as they could, because that would be the only way I would know how my kids were feeling or how they did, their day was going in school or what they were going through. It's important for our children to have their own voice, even if they are not able to articulate it in the way we need them to. We still need to know what's going on in their lives because if we don't know what's going on in their lives, this is where older men come in to the picture of our young daughters, the wrong friends come in, having sex at a young age, drugs, alcohol, all of these things end up happening to our girls because of what we are teaching them about suppressing their feelings, about not expressing how they feel. Then they look onto the outside of others to do that. And we all know majority of the time, 
that does not end well. It ends wrong. And I'm here to tell you from experience, it does end wrong. You end up making horrible, horrible decisions because I have. And sometimes those decisions could be very costly because those people prey on young girls that they know I can't tell my mom this and I can't tell my mom that. And what do they tell our little girls? You can come and tell me. You can trust me because they know our girls are innocent. So I will always say it's important to build a relationship with your children. It's okay to let our children know where we stand, what we will allow and what we won't allow. It does not mean that you have to bow down to them and say, okay, I'll allow you to do everything. No, our children need to know that there are boundaries. And no matter where you are in your life, there will always be boundaries. Even as an adult, they have to understand as an adult, we have to follow boundaries. We have to follow boundaries with the law. We have to follow boundaries with our employees. We have to follow boundaries with the IRS. There are boundaries forever. And for them to grow up thinking that there are no boundaries, it's just ludicrous and crazy. We have to teach our children from young that there will always be boundaries, some form of boundaries. You know, maybe when you get married and when you have your children, then you have your own set of boundaries within the confinement of your home. But if you're living in a certain state, there are boundaries that you have to follow within that state. And I just really feel that we're, as parents, it is our responsibility to teach our children that. And the question is, are we teaching our children that? There's too many kids running wild in this world because they have no boundaries. You know, from a little child, my mom taught me, you know, sitting down at the table, eating at the table. There was no such thing as running around in a house and eating. And when I see that today with certain kids, I'm like, well, what's going on? Where's the boundaries? Where's the plate? Where's the knife and fork? Where's the cup? You're just running around the house with food in your mouth? No boundaries. Kids need boundaries. They want it. They want it. You think they don't? They don't. They want it. They want their bath time. They want their reading time. They want their nap time. They do. And it's up to us to give these children these boundaries. This is why we have these guys and these girls running around here rampant doing crazy things because they were not taught boundaries from young. And once again, it's the parents that I hold accountable. When I see the type of behavior that I see going on today, I say to myself, I get it. I look at your mom. I look at your mom. I look at your dad. I understand. You know, I'm going through a situation now. I look at some of these young boys and some of these young boys I watch grow up from kids and, you know, they want to talk to me or as they say, holler at me. I want to holler. I'm, I'm saying to myself, I watched you grow up in Pampers and you want to holler at me. How the fuck do you think you could holler at me? I'm damn near in my, my, my 40s. I'm in my 40s. And you in your teens or your early, and you want to holler at me. You could be my child and you want to holler at me. And I found myself getting frustrated and upset because this young boy has no respect. But then I start to think, how could he have respect when all he saw his mother bring man in and man out and man in and man out and man in and man? That's all he saw. He don't respect his mother who gave him life and birthed him. How the hell is he going to respect me? He don't know me from a hole in the wall. And when I put it in that perspective, 
in my mind, I say to myself, woe is me. I'm tripping because he can't help himself. And then I have to check myself and remind myself, he can't help himself, sweetheart. Dre, 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 get it in your head. He's not coming from a place where you're coming from. He's not there. He's not conditioned that way. He was not taught that. You were taught that way. He doesn't know better. You see, it is up to us as parents to teach our children the basics of respect. The basics. The basics of rules and regulations. Because no matter where you go, there's going to be rules and regulations. And if we don't learn that at home, you're going to go out there in that real world and think there's no rules and regulations and the police is going to be right there and the law is going to be right there to remind you that there are rules and regulations. We have to do better by our children. We have to do better by our daughters. We have to do better by our sons. And so I get these gentle reminders when I experience things on my day-to-day basis, my everyday walking through the streets, that some of these kids' behaviors is because they were not taught and they don't know better. They're just doing and they're just acting on what they know and what they see. I hold you parents accountable for your kids' actions. Okay? At the end of the day, there's certain things I didn't know. But you know what? I didn't know, but I also know I didn't like it. And because I didn't like it, I know I wasn't going to do it for my children. I knew education opened up doors, so I knew damn well that I was going to make sure that I got the best education for my children because I knew it opened up doors, although it was not provided for me at home, for my family, for my parents. But I knew my mother did the best that she can do under her circumstances because she had to raise six children without my dad being actively involved, and she did a damn good job. So I knew that I was going to do better because every generation is supposed to get better. And I did. My husband, I should be greatly proud we did better by both of our children. And I'm hoping Bree and Jackson does the same thing. They take it to the next level because they should. And I'm not going to accept anything less for my grandchildren because I know I did right. And I know my husband and I did right by our kids. So I'm expecting my grandchildren to take it to another level. You see... Every generation is supposed to get better. How we do better is setting boundaries, communication, open up the lines of communication, be honest, be transparent about your journey. It's the best thing you can do for your kids. I am not proud of everything that I have done. God knows I'm not, but I can't hide it from my kids because it made me who I am today. I made better choices because of the mistakes I made. So I share them with my daughter so she don't make the same doggone mistakes. And although sometimes sharing those stories made me cringe because I was wondering, what is my daughter going to think of me? Is she going to judge me? Is she going to look at me sideways? Yes, that crossed my mind. But I said, if I lied to her and she found out the truth at a later time, what would she think of me? You know what she'd think of me? You're a fucking liar, mom. I believe nothing you say because you lied to me. I could not risk it. So I had to tell her the truth. 
even if she looked at me cross-sided. I knew it was my truth. So I say this to you, moms, dads, especially you mothers out there, to your girls, be honest, be authentic. You think you're saving them by lying to them? I tell you the truth today. If they find out the truth, they're going to throw that shit right in your face. Be authentic. Be real. Even if you look bad at the time, trust me, my daughter's 22 and she turns around today and she says, thank God you were honest with me because I didn't make the same choices you made. I made better choices because you were real, mom. She's 22. The proof is in the pudding. She didn't have a baby at 19 like I did. She finished college on time on a dean's list. She speaks three languages. She's traveled the world. All the things that I didn't do. And I really believe it's because I was honest about my journey. And I told her what I was not proud of. And I told her why I did it. And I told her why she shouldn't do it. And why I'm doing these podcasts at the end of the day and why I started this journey was for all you young girls out there to choose different from what I did, to be better. And if you still made some of the choices I made, I'm still living proof that you still can come out on the other side. It's just going to be a whole lot harder, but not impossible. Not impossible, just harder. But why take the harder road when you can take the road of my daughter and learn from my lessons and my mistakes? I will always say this. It looks like shit. It smells like shit. Do you really need to step your foot in it to make sure that it's shit? Well, sweetheart, if you do need to do that, don't look for toilet paper from me, your friends, your family, or anyone. Just look for your own toilet paper, your own Clorox wipes, wipe that shit off, and start again. Because I'm living proof, and I'm giving you examples on how to do it and how not to make those same mistakes that I've made. You mothers out there, your daughters, your sons know you're not perfect. It's okay to share your journey. They will make different choices. They will make better choices. And even if they make mistakes, they won't be as catastrophic as yours were. Trust me. I love doing these podcasts. I give them, you know, they're the truth. It's the truth till it hurts. You know, and I don't have the best delivery sometimes, and I will use some profanity every now and then. But I feel like if I'm authentic, you'll really get the real from me, and you'll, you'll get it, and it will resonate with you because you'll know it's real. Thank you once again for listening to Armour's Reflections with Andrea Jackson. It's been real. To follow me on Instagram, you can follow me at Andrea P. Jackson underscore. To follow me on Twitter, it's Andrea P. Jackson underscore. And to find out more about my work, you can follow me at AndreaPJackson.com. Thank you.